0: Welcome back, queens. We are excited. Today we have in studio, my good buddy, Jason Bells. Yay,
1: welcome.
2: I am excited to be
0: here. <laughs> We're this excited. This is so to have, weird.
2: Yeah. Like, I so weird. want to just wave at you. And...
0: <laughs> I know, no touching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so right now, if you hear this, we are in the midst of uh, good old coronavirus, and oh, we are funny. practicing our um, mm-hmm. separate separation i see i can't even talk that's what happens Social distance. thank yeah. you mm-hmm. and hygiene and all that so don't worry we're safe in the studios so <laughs> um but jason start with kind of giving us just a little bit of background um obviously i know you personally but i want them to be able to hear your journey why you got into fitness and why you have the most awesome tagline ever oops i gave away just a little bit of it okay <laughs> uh
2: yeah so i own a great u performance training um I've owned that for five years, going on six right now. Nice. Uh, been in training fitness industry for almost eleven years now, mm-hmm. which is crazy that I'm in double digits. But yeah, um, do you want me to go all the way back and yeah. start the yeah, story let's hear now? About
1: yeah, about the story. Yeah. All
2: right. So uh, I got into fitness really to help people transform air quotes was my goal because it all started for me tra- as a transformation from uh, unhealthy restaurant worker. Mm-hmm. You know, drugs. Mom's not listening. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think mm-hmm. alcohol, overeating, not sleeping, like just as unhealthy as someone could be at, you know, 22 through um, 29 and a half.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so I was looking at 30 right in the eyes of scary. Um, fortunately, I was lucky enough to be working at a restaurant that had insurance at the time. So I was going to mm-hmm. go to the doctor for, geez, the first time in who knows how long. <laughs> wow. Um, so Having it was, that midlife
1: crisis. I know, right? Pretty, right? right? Was it really like, I'm turning 30, I need to get my shit together or...
2: Kind of, yeah. In a way, like mm-hmm. I don't think I had that big moment, mm-hmm. but so you guys will <laughs> laugh at this, right? So that point in time, like Biggest Loser,
1: yeah, like the
2: dumbest show in the world, right? Sure, sure, sure. It, it wasn't dumb yet though. in my life, uh-huh. um, yeah. and it was at its height. And that's back when they used to have doctors come on, yeah, and give you like your internal age mm-hmm. and I used to watch that show mm-hmm. as an unhealthy person and be like oh my god I wonder what my internal, internal age, age is. is yeah and it had been so long since I've been to the doctor that I was kind of fearful that I was going to show up and they're gonna be like dude you're 97
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I was gonna be like, ah! um, I'm
2: I mean, a good was, thing
1: that came out of the show, for right? You. Right. Yes. <laughs> One good thing. One,
2: One good thing. Um,
0: Jillian didn't I, have to scare it into you. No, they
2: didn't. It was the the fake doctors and it, like I, I don't know if it was a midlife <clears throat> crisis or sure. what, but like I was just happened to be doing the math of like mm-hmm. six months till the day I turned thirty. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, so being a former pitcher
1: mm-hmm. in
2: college, when we didn't have anything to do, we were kind of told to go run mm-hmm. um so i was just like i'll go run a mile mm-hmm. i know how to do that like i know <laughs> nothing else mm-hmm. about health and fitness at this point for myself but i'll go run a mile and i made it three blocks mm-hmm. thought i was having a heart attack mm-hmm. um no for real um i, I went back home and i'm sorry that was serious no three blocks three blocks that freaked me out and too. i went back home with the dogs and was like holding my phone of like, do I call 911? Do I not? And Mm -hmm. I decided to risk death over embarrassment of Mm -hmm. somebody coming in and being like, no, man, you're just fat and out of shape.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You're not dying. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, (laughs) In this moment, you're not dying. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I had, you know, right or wrong, my parents weren't the best fitness role models. Um, So it was just a cyclical thing growing up where I would watch my dad, again, air quotes, get in shape to mm-hmm. officiate football. And then mm-hmm. as soon as football season started, he would stop exercising. Mm-hmm. And then nothing would happen again until preseason. <laughs> sure. um, then he'd get in shape again. So that's what I did for for yeah. baseball and mm-hmm. everything. Um, so I would just get in shape for baseball, play baseball, I'd be done mm-hmm. for the year. Mm-hmm. And so um, with this, I was just like, I don't really know what to do, but tomorrow – I'll I'll go out and run four blocks, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'd tried plenty of times to get in shape before, Mm -hmm. and it just never lasted. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know what was really different about looking 30 in the eyes or Mm -hmm. anything. But, yeah, it was different. And, you know, four blocks, then five blocks. The goal was to run one more block every day till I could run a mile. Mm -hmm. And finally, after how many ever days of one more block is a mile, um, I got it and... I don't know, something cemented at that point. Mm -hmm. And fitness became a substitute addiction for um, other things in my life. And then, I mean, fast forward three or four years, and then I rolled that into a career Mm -hmm. in the fitness industry now. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, I'll give you credit, because we do see a lot of crossover. You're exactly right. Addictions into almost like exercise disorders. but. I'll never forget one time we were having coffee and you had made a comment about like somebody had came in. They were completely stressed. They hadn't slept the night before. And you just looked at him and said, there's no point in us working out. Let's just Mm -hmm. go do some yoga and let's deep breathe. And I think that's one of the things like with intuitive movement is like looking at where you're at right now. What's going to be in the best interest of your body and being able to bridge that together. So you're missing the funnest thing. Tell yeah. everybody your tagline and where you got that from.
2: Yeah. So, do awesome shit is
0: <laughs> it's
2: our mantra, our rallying cry, right? Like, at one I'm point, going
1: to be our quote. Just do awesome shit. Do yeah. Awesome right. Shit. Yeah.
2: Right. We should mm-hmm. all just find our awesome shit and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be fitness, um, but in in training in the gym, right? Like, it had to be six or seven years into it. I just. I finally got fed up of people walking into my gym with the goal of, I want to lose weight. Yeah. I want to get skinny. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I don't like X thing about my body, Mm -hmm. hence I'm here in front of you. Mm -hmm. Or they would come in to just workouts and be like, I need you to kick my ass because I was horrible this weekend.
1: Yeah, punish me Uh, today, would you? Right?
2: And Mm -hmm. so... I don't believe that you are going to be consistent with anything that's tied to negativity. Like you can you can mm, force mm. your head under the water for a while, but at some point you're going to come up to breathe. Right. And so do awesome shit came of just this idea. If you could find something in fitness that you you loved, that was your awesome shit, that you would show up for it excitedly instead of Ugh, I got to go workout today.
1: Yeah. Right. I
2: -hmm. hate myself,
1: Mm -hmm. but I got
2: to go work out. Right. Like, I was just tired of constantly dealing with that. And so that hashtag and phrase came Mm -hmm. up. And, you know, now I've gotten to the point where, like, really, Mm -hmm. when I think it was about a year ago, we had this gal come in, friend brought her in, sitting down as we're getting ready to work out. I'm like, what is your goal? And she's like, I just want to be skinny.
1: Losing weight is
2: like one thing, but she just like went straight <clears throat> to skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, what is, what does that mean? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: what, like, how would it make you feel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why can't we feel that way now? Mm-hmm. You know, just going through all those questions. I'm like, okay, so if we're going to move forward, what, what is going to be your goal she's like i just want to be skinny <laughs> and i just at that point I looked at her like i'm not the person for you yeah, cuz i'm never tough, i'm it? not going to weigh you i'm not going to talk to you about you, how you eat and your weight and yeah i'm not going to tell you congratulations it looks like you've lost weight like yeah yeah that's not my position to care and uh-huh. so yeah do awesome shit is kind of like taking me even to the next level of i'm not even willing to have that in my gym those conversations like mm. we we show up and it's about movement
0: mm-hmm. it's about
2: you connecting to your body and just having a better understanding of what it can do if you challenge it and mm-hmm. pay attention to it
0: and you go back and I wish that there was more like proactive positive coaching because i think all right you'll you'll hear kind of the old school mentality well if you don't then they're not going to they won't find the motivation but the coaches that inspired me to give them more were the ones that look me straight in the eye and say, I know you're capable of it. Mm-hmm. I know there's another level there. And so it was like, you do? okay, I haven't found it yet. Mm-hmm. And so, like, well, they must see something that I don't rather than, if you don't do that, I'm going to make you run or, you know, punishment. Mm-hmm. So I wish that we'd see that start to evolve.
1: I was just thinking about kind of that, too. When I was uh, being recruited to run track at a college, my, my dad was so involved with that that because he took that instead of, like, our athletic director was not very smart about it. but And he's like, I really like the school, Kara. I think you should talk to them. He's like, it's the only school that didn't ha- ask how tall you were and how much you weighed their first questions wow. were about your academics and then they asked about your performance they never asked about your weight all the other mm-hmm. schools did really mm-hmm. yeah insane. But, and i was like yeah. because that Man, automatically equals does yeah, that your matter how time, much right yeah i was a sprinter too i was like <laughs> that's so weird to me um but yeah that's why we ended up going to the school that i did I didn't know
0: that. Mm -hmm. That's cool.
1: Yeah. One of the reasons, not the only reason, but that's how I talked to them first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm.
0: So you've also kind of evolved in the way that you approach training because you had a different name and then you kind of went into this greater you. Does that tie into your tagline as well?
2: A greater you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's originally like that was my first mantra, you know, was as I was getting into my own transformation. Uh, My driving tagline, sentence, whatever was, work towards something greater. Um, And that was just my personal driver at that point. And so as I was thinking about, you know, leaving Prairie Life, what's the gym going to be called? It just came back. I like went right back to that personal driver of work towards something greater. I was like, a greater you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm.
0: And that's why I'd love for anybody that's listening to that is when they have those thoughts to really kind of put on paper and then just pull back big lens. Like, what does that mean? When you think of thin, what does that mean? Achievement, in mm-hmm. control, mm-hmm. um, you're doing something to better yourself. Well, mm-hmm. is it really need to be about the food or the movement? Or are there other things that are more value driven that can get you there um, that are going to work long term and not shame yourself for it? Mm-hmm. So. Well, now you have really kind of taken this full circle and gotten into specializing in soccer players, and then we'll kind of tell them your next thing. Why has that become, like, your your new love? Uh,
2: soccer players found me, right? There like, <laughs> I, I did not—it was never my goal, right? Like, I was a baseball player, and I thought once I got my first training job that I wanted to train— baseball player like my my two clients where I was gonna train baseball players and i was gonna train um the morbidly obese mm-hmm. uh i don't know i hate to say this because i feel like such a shitty person but and okay, training and training those who are at that place like it's just a level of patience i realize i don't have mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're not doing a lot of movement mm-hmm. and I'm not hit training and taking plP all over the place but Once I did have my first client, it was we sat down and stood up out of a chair Mm -hmm. for most of the session, Mm -hmm. Um, and I realized that that patience wasn't for me. That's also why I'm not a stay-at-home dad (laughs) because I realized that I don't have the patience to deliver an experience for my kids that they deserve, right? Um, And then with baseball players, (laughs) even though I was 8, 12 years removed from playing baseball, I was like, when they couldn't do it right, it was just like, <laughs> give me the name ball.
1: I, I will
2: throw it myself.
1: You took like, over. You
2: do not know how to throw it. Just let me throw it. And I realized that that was also not a healthy relationship for uh-huh. those kids that have this coach that just wanted to do it. Right. So I completely stepped away from sports. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I would train athletes
1: mm-hmm. ever
2: again. I found my niche in gen pop. You know, females from 35 to 50, some mm-hmm. older gentlemen sprinkled in there above 55, and, mm-hmm. and that niche was awesome. I love it. They were there mostly to move, to mm-hmm. just better themselves instead of hating themselves mm-hmm. for the most part. So I love that niche. I opened up my, I was working towards opening up my own gym, and just this pro soccer player that went to the big box gym that I was at um, had talked to like maybe five times reached out to me on social media he was like hey heard you're opening in your own gym could athletes train out of there and i i thought he was <laughs> asking me if he could like work there in the off season mm-hmm. um and train athletes that he uh, knew because he yeah. did a lot of oh. one-on-one coaching so like the first part of our conversations, like i'm talking to him as he's gonna be a future like employer, employer. or <laughs> like
0: it's gonna cost you this but
2: yeah. yeah like talking about sp- and like he's like so, about, like, confused, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what are we here for? And he's like, I want to, I want you to train me. Like,
1: oh, you, oh shit. okay, <laughs>
2: okay, yes, I would, yeah, totally, we can do that, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I started training him a couple weeks into it. He's like, you care if I bring another guy and best friend, he's a goalkeeper, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. duh, please, that'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Um, And so just, like, one after another, they'd come in, and next thing I know, I'm training, like, former U.S. national team players, and I'm like, this is pretty rad, right? (laughs) But it can't be my purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Air quotes, because purpose, in my opinion at the time, was, like, struggle. Mm -hmm. Like, your purpose just couldn't be effortless and fun. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. then I went through yoga teacher training
0: uh-huh. in which they
2: told me that your purpose is effortless and fun. <laughs> um so then I had to <laughs> just kind of like
1: later.
2: reevaluate like why am I working so hard at something that I mean I do love it. I love training Gen Pop clients and non athletes. I call mm-hmm. them athletic mm-hmm. they're my yeah. athletes mm-hmm. and my athletic.
1: Yeah.
2: Um I love training them, but to convince somebody that fitness is important mm-hmm. is hard work. Because yeah. most getting people to take their health and wellness serious is, you know, if everybody was, like, raising their hands, like, I want to do it now, I want to do it now, like, there wouldn't be enough trainers in gyms. Sure. So we are – we're having to really effort to convince people, like, hey, your health and your health and wellness is
1: mm-hmm. kind
2: of a serious thing. Maybe mm-hmm. – Maybe you should act like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's harder getting those folks in the gym. Mm-hmm. Whereas
1: that might change after.
0: I hope. <laughs> yeah, God, I hope so. Like some Where of the really simple need things like sleep and hygiene. Well, and I think
1: you know that's going to be so important to do some of those things right now because we are so separated and isolated, yeah. and all the things are. And like, control
0: the things that you can, even sure. in your own health. I think sometimes, again, as always, we're black or white. Like either I'm going to be perfect air quotes as you would say mm-hmm. with my health or i'll screw it syndrome you yeah. know there's no hope rather than just doing little things like go walk three blocks mm-hmm. at a time mm-hmm. try to get an extra half an hour of sleep but that stuff just, there's not instant payoff and so it's like Meh, i'm not gonna do it
1: yeah right
0: you also see people don't know how to move tell us why yeah. you think that
2: uh you what know, do you mean by it, that we're just so con- disconnected, right, mm-hmm. to ourselves. Sure. You know, just the – it didn't work, so I quit. Yeah. You know, I did that with my fitness for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so um, trying to get people to reconnect to their bodies. Mm-hmm. I I did it a little bit on the way down here in the car, right, because I knew this question was coming up. <laughs> but
0: I never
2: never before <laughs> would I really, like, connect with my body – Driving, right? Because we can listen to podcasts, we can listen to music, mm-hmm. um, we can listen to books, like anything to take us away from
1: Current being present, right? Yeah.
2: And so I don't think we – like just environmentally we're not connected to, the, to our bodies. Mm-hmm. There's so much stimulus outside of our bodies going on. And then we sit all day, like just the environmental factors of this technology age mm-hmm. that we're in. So many people just work from – computers or work from their phones Mm -hmm. uh if they're not they're you know in school sitting at a desk all day so Mm -hmm. very little movement in that um our comforts of driving everywhere you know we're not in a uh really dense populated city like new york where people Mm -hmm. are at least walking to the subway you know we're we're a car city Mm -hmm. so we're driving everywhere um even to the CVS on the corner you know mm-hmm. we're still getting in the car driving um so people I think have just lost this connection to their bodies and how it can move and should move um so that's kind of my mission is to get people to understand how to move better mm-hmm. and you know kind of going back to the soccer players like we have a couple of them that are like big time MLS players that don't understand really how to breathe, or they, mm-hmm. they, it was never communicated in a way that they really understood it. Mm-hmm. So like this off season, had one of them in here um, working with us. Like all right, day one, like everybody on their backs, we're gonna
1: breathe.
2: Mm-hmm. It's Like what? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna what? Uh, but then just like teaching him how to breathe and how mm-hmm. that breath we can use to create tension
1: mm-hmm. and
2: stability and how. You carry that into then your resistance training, Mm -hmm. and then you're able to move more load because you are able to brace and resist force more. Um, How that then carries over into more of their dynamic work where, you know, the core was the last thing they were thinking about engaging when running or rotating, and then they're getting injured a lot. So, you know, is there a tie into into that Mm -hmm. and then, you know, understanding how to... Activate their foot one day. Like, what? Do we use our feet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, we, but, we interviewed a foot guy for that reason sad wow. I had to learn how to use my my feet again.
1: I had to figure out how to use my butt. Your butt yep. My yep. butt, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I lost it. it, it. Sitting it
0: all in
2: all these time, chairs. I lost it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sitting in these
2: chairs. The glutes get weak.
1: Uh huh, they do.
2: And now that I'm working with like youth athletes, I see it even more. I bet like, so.
1: Like, Different issues coming up with the younger population. Because it is.
2: Of this it's environment, yeah. Like, they've never flexed and extended their spine before in some of them like
0: right.
2: I, I don't say flex and extend because i don't i know they don't know those as directional cues but mm-hmm. i'll give the directional cue and they'll look at me like so lost of i have no idea how to move my spine. what did you just <laughs> say and i'll show them and sometimes i'll even like take their hips with my hands and like Rotate their pelvis forward, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, lift your chest away from the floor, which is trying to get them into a proper hinge position.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you'd think I'd be like stabbing them in the kidney <laughs> with a knife, like they're in <laughs> so much pain because I've never engaged their mother, the things. posterior so chain in that way. It's
0: uh, like, oh my god, and it's so interesting how that can translate. So, um, you know, obviously, coach basketball, daughter plays basketball. So we started having her do some agility stuff and it was amazing as the mom, then seeing her on the floor as the coach like her ability, like in a crossover to move more balance. And I'm worried because having been somebody that survived, survived, I guess, <laughs> like, ACL reconstruction, that I want her to be able to move more fluid yeah. um, to prevent that and be able to be a more balanced athlete as well. And I know that's something that's near and dear to your heart. Mm-hmm. So tell us kind of about your new program um, and what your big picture is for everybody in the, the area
2: yeah so it it really started with my female pro soccer player that mm-hmm. i trained i I met her right before she got you know released to return to play after her second a c l surgery second yeah second mm-hmm. number two um and so as soon as she was released, then we started working together. We've worked together almost three years now mm. and I mean, I I love pretty easy, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I feel people's energy and I can fall in love with their energy really fast. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a lot of, you know, just all of my clients I, I feel this love for, but something about JC and her drive to get back onto the field, to play a sport that she loves playing so much and for really... I think it's four years now she hasn't been able to play because Mm of ACL surgeries, right? So Mm -hmm. being connected with her, working her through back to playing, watching her, you know, show up to her first, you know, pro camp that she was actually going to be able to play a season on and get tackled right or wrong too hard by a teammate in preseason and tear it again. But, it, the the imaging was non conclusive. So she went through the whole season just trying to, you know, play through it. Mm-hmm. Basically. It yeah. Um, and then towards the end of the season, just like F it. I'm done. She came home early. We worked all off season and then went back pre season and tore it again. Mm-hmm. So had the surgery. Um and so just like seeing that,
0: mm-hmm.
2: connecting with her Having a daughter of my own, I mean, she's four and a half, like, she couldn't be farther away from playing soccer. <laughs> um, she doesn't even really enjoy sports. She's, I'm not trying to push sports, and mm-hmm. I didn't even want to put like gender anything on my kids. But, like, my son, without me ever pushing him, like, all he wants to do is play sports.
1: Sometimes, we and find my it daughter, yeah. right, mm-hmm. never
2: wanted to. Push anything right or left on her, and she's the girly princess that wants to put on makeup and watch sure. her brother play sports, right? Yeah. So sure. she will likely never.
0: Right. Right. But so she
2: will never. She may never play sports, but mm-hmm. it's just the idea of having a daughter and having so many female clients. And I'm not the only one that sits back and looks at the bigger picture and thinks deeper than surface level. Right. Mm -hmm. But females are such an underserved population in every way, Mm -hmm. you know, especially I (laughs) I think as we all sit here, you know, the same age roughly is, Mm -hmm. you know, you you were likely never encouraged to go in and lift weights and do resistance training growing up. Right. Mm -hmm. But the boys were, the boys were told to go be strong. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I am looking at JC, I'm looking at my daughter in the future, and I'm looking at numbers in soccer in general of just the rate of ACL tears being four to eight times greater than the guys. And it's mm-hmm. like somebody need, something needs to change, right? Sure. Somebody, I need to figure out a way to at least help the um, local high schools with information of, hey, this is... These are the numbers, right? Like part of it is going in to shock them of mm-hmm. look, you're you're four four to times more likely. It's not happening because of hard tackles. It's happening during non-contact mm-hmm. plays, right? Mm-hmm. And Playing and
0: moving. Right. Mm-hmm. And
2: all of this is gonna lead to a like for your parents, it's an expensive surgery, especially mm-hmm. if they don't have insurance. You know, they're looking at a twenty thousand dollar surgery at that mm-hmm. point. Um rehab like the surgery and rehab is painful Mm -hmm. but just trying to be like yo the hardest part is return to play like Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. mental like getting over that mental hurdle of Mm -hmm. the next time I do the thing that injured me am I going to be able to do it sure right and so we don't want this to happen and then you know there's so many reasons why this might be happening Mm -hmm. of you know, is it hormonal? Mm -hmm. Is it structural? Mm -hmm. Um, Is it due to poor coaching, skills acquisition, you know, but I look at it, I wish I had millions of dollars to do the studies is the girls aren't encouraged when they're young to go in and lift weights Mm -hmm. and train like it's starting to be okay with kind of CrossFit and Mm -hmm. the female strong females being uh, more of a presence. But The girls, I think what I would love to study is by not getting under a bar and learning how to decelerate load, which is their body coming down, landing, kicking, Mm -hmm. um, not learning that. But then we're not strengthening their soft tissues, right? Like their connective tissues. So when the boys are lifting weights, tendons and ligaments are also strengthening besides Mm -hmm. the muscles, whereas the girls aren't. And then the freak athletes on the field, they're fast, like their muscles fire really fast. Mm -hmm. So is it that we just haven't given the tools and the strength of connective tissue to keep up with the muscle fibers firing Mm -hmm. that way? Um, So just going out and talking to them about that and then just trying to show them ways to protect the knee. You know, I didn't really know it until a dozen years or so that, you know, knee stability isn't. In the knee, right? Mm-hmm. Knee stability mm-hmm. comes from the ankle and the mm-hmm. glutes and the hip, mm-hmm. right? And so, getting them oh, to understand that,
0: knees and toes, knees and toes. right? And so, <laughs> okay, go back to that. we go
2: back and looking at their knees caving in, and you know that's one of the hypothesized reasons why. And just be like mm-hmm. you know how to keep this, you got to use your foot mm-hmm. and you got to turn your glutes on. Mm-hmm. Um, so just trying to go out and give them all of the information possible to. Be safe yeah. when they're out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of preseason talks we went and gave this year and want to give more. And, you know, that and we'll led. we'll
0: be sure to put all that stuff in the yeah. show notes so that they can reach you and have you come out to their schools or clubs or any of the programs that may be available. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love it. You know, we always got in with asking how you live out this fit philosophy, especially in these crazy days right now. How are you balancing performance, health, intellect, and if capable, any time for yourself? (laughs) Yeah, right.
2: Uh, So performance has been a struggle with bulging disc right now. Uh,
0: It's
2: getting better, though. Um, So it is. It's just holding myself to my 7 a.m. training session, you know, four to five days a week. Mm -hmm. And it looks different mhm and that's okay mm-hmm. like it, it's moving the body mm-hmm. and and that's what i'm all about that's what i love about fitness is just seeing seeing how well i can move right yeah um so that's my that's my performance um the health you know nutrient rich foods as much as possible mm-hmm. and enough chocolate to mm-hmm. take the edge off, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? And coffee. You. you know, I I am one that it's intuitive for me. You know, I don't mm-hmm. count macros or whatever. It's like eat the rainbow,
0: mm-hmm.
2: eat protein, um, eat carbs like Becca told me to. Mm. Um, <laughs> Do and then I have, always have <laughs> a bag of... Uh, Peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's in the freezer. Oh, man. Right? That's how we do the whole... Okay.
0: Oh, I put mine in the
2: freezer. The Mm -hmm. freezer for sure, yeah. Freezer. Yeah. Mm Okay. Okay. You got to. (laughs)
0: There you go, Trader Joe's. You got free... uh, I think they're fine. Right? Right?
2: (laughs) Um, And then, you know, just the intellect. Like, I'm a nerd. Like, I love reading. I cap off every day with an hour or two. Um... To read something that is going to benefit usually my clients in some way. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, a lot of it's like the same thing. Like I can benefit from it too, but I really try to read something every night that's going to benefit others more than just me. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you reading right now? Uh, oh man, I for, Greg Boyle. Uh-huh. Uh He wrote Tattoos of the Heart. Yeah. I don't remember what this book is called. <laughs>
1: um, do you like it?
2: I've never yeah. read Tattoos of the Heart, which yeah. is so funny well, that I remember excellent. that because they refer he refers to it a ton. Uh-huh. Um, I do love it. Uh-huh. I do love it for a bunch of different ways. Um, it's just given me a different perspective now of just looking at the marginalized and yeah, yeah, yeah. like just
1: uh-huh.
2: be there with them and don't judge all the. Mm-hmm. all the good stuff the good we shouldn't, stuff. We should shouldn't should be doing be anyway doing. <laughs> but, it, it, but it's that, written yeah. so well mm-hmm. and it's just like I've you know since I'm reading like fitness performance mindset books there's not a lot yeah. of laugh out loud moments in those books but yeah. this one like I found myself like chuckling uh-huh. as my wife's laying next to me and watching TV and I'm like ah, reading a book and like, <laughs> that feels good I like that, I like that right now
0: yeah Laughter is great medicine. Well, yeah, as always, it's it's lovely to see you. Good to see you. Um, and we'll be sure to put all your information and in, so. Queens Good stuff today. And kings, be sure to check Jason out. All right, bye, queens. Today's episode is brought to you by yours truly. I'm excited to announce the releasing of my book, Finding Your Sweet Spot in Sport, Avoiding Relative Energy Deficit in Sport, also known as RED-S, by optimizing your energy balance. Be sure to follow me on social media or go to my website, www.beccamacomble.com to find out when the release date is set and when it'll be on Amazon. Bye, queens. For additional information on today's topic and
1: guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fit for a Queen. And Hashtag Fit for Queen. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, Queens.